Howdy, friends, and welcome to the Rope Droppers Podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Disney needs. My name is Glenn, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts Landon and Colby. And today we're going to be discussing the latest in Disney news and Hopper Drop, heading into Hollywood Studios for Respect Refurbish Retheme, then jumping into this week's draft of the most iconic smells in Disney World. Then we're going to go ahead and wrap things up with our favorite segment, the Disney Trivia Showdown. We're not going to keep you waiting any longer. It is our second weekly episode, and the support has been absolutely unreal. So let's jump into this week's episode of Hopper Drop. Alrighty, guys. So our first story of the week, it comes from South by Southwest, from Texas, from Austin, actually. The Imagineers gave a sort of presentation there. It was presented by Josh Tomorrow. They presented a lot of really cool technology. So they had an up-close look at a pixie-sized, quote-unquote, thing of an interactive Tinkerbell, where she will interact with guests in real time. Then we got a closer look at the Hulk walk-around character that was presented at D23, and it greeted the audience here at South by Southwest. As well as a really cool but kind of creepy animatronic of Judy Hobbs from Zootopia. Super advanced stuff that Imagineering's doing, but honestly, it, it was a little bit of nightmare feel for me. What do you guys think of the story? What do you think of the technology that they presented at South by Southwest? Uh, I'm definitely hopping on to this. I feel like the technology is just advancing and getting better and better, which is awesome. The Tinkerbell clip, it's really cool how she's literally interacting with you. Like, it reminds me of, obviously, a much more advanced version of Turtle Talk with Crush or Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor when she is literally just sitting right there and pint size as well, like actual Tinkerbell size and actually talking to you. It's really cool. I think that's going to be a big hit in the parks. The, the Hulk walk-around character, that's just super sick because he's massive. I pray that we get that in Disney World at some point. Please fix that contract, Disney. I know that yeah. you're trying to. I really want Marvel and Walt Disney World, like, very badly. I hope that we see it in the next five years or so. I really hope so. But yeah, I totally agree about Judy. It was definitely crazy what they're doing. I saw multiple times where she was falling down and getting up, which is insane. But she did, like, a summer like, she, Yeah, she's an actual human. And then I saw that video where she's climbing over the wall. We can, we can, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Again, I yo, like I said, shoot. nightmare fuel. So, <laughs> guys, if y'all haven't seen that, y'all need to watch that video. It is insane what they're doing. Also, Josh Tomorrow, who did, you know, he is, he's not the CEO, of course, but he's right up there. He's very well spoken. He is an incredible speaker and he really commanded the room, which I was really impressed. And I feel like that's his strength. Like, he's always really good in front of people. Yeah. That's why people love him so much. He's I've been on the fence about him in the, just going forward in the future, but I'm starting to warm up to wanting him to be the CEO, actually. I also hopped on board this one. I love when Imagineering gets some love, honestly. And really, the fact that they brought out like Imagineers to present the stuff alongside Josh Tomorrow made it exponentially more cool to me. And the Tinkerbell was the highlight of the presentation for me because it wasn't like a cartoon either. It was like a, it was like a real person. Like she looks real as a pixie-sized Tinkerbell. So hopping on board this one. Didn't he announce the lightsaber here also? I think he did. He showed it. I don't know if he announced yeah. anything. Well, I know it was on stage with him. him. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. I love when Disney does stuff that like makes you go, how'd they do that? Or that's not real type thing. Yeah. I showed one of my friends a video of it. He's a big Star Wars fan. And I was like, did you see they made like a real lightsaber? And I showed him a video and he was like, that's not real. And I'm like, yes, yeah. it is. But they <laughs> did their job. Good for Disney. Yeah. Um, so I'm hopping on board for all these. I always like stuff that is just creating more guest engagement to characters. Yeah, I think honestly all the technology they presented this week 
is going to end up at Tokyo Disney Sea. They're developing three new lands there. They're developing a Zootopia, a Frozen Land, and a Peter Pan Land. So why they're able to give them so much love is because they're ending up over yeah. there at basically their bottomless budget theme park. All right. Our next story is Genie Plus sells out in Disney World. During the spring break season at Walt Disney World, Disney has Genie Plus priced at a steep $29 per person and has sold out for the third time ever. Now, this isn't that big of a story, but the more interesting thing is that every time Genie Plus is sold out, it has been priced at $29. What do we think about that? I hate it. Uh, I hate like when they increase the prices like this, man. But there's demand for it. Obviously, it's sold yeah. out every time, so they can do it. So I'm not knocking them on the business side. Like It's definitely smart on their end. But as a fan end and as a park goer, I don't want to pay that $29. And if yeah. the park's going to be crowded, I just feel like I have to buy Genie Plus anyways, or it's not going to be is fun for me it is yeah. crazy that it's sold out completely into the spring break season so it's this isn't going to be the first time it sells out over this next month and again i'm on board with landon that it makes me really sad that's something that used to be free like for every guest going into the park like it used to be free and now like landon said i will fork up the 29 bucks if it's a super duper crowded day to to ride rides and to be able to do things in the park and i wish i didn't have to but i understand it's a reality so a big hot for disney for being smart as far as like understanding their audience and knowing that people will pay regardless of what you set the price to and big drop for us disney fans why are we paying this 29 dollars? we i thought we weren't on board with this a little bit of a hop and drop you buy at disney at 29 dollars. yeah you could buy a shoelace meals, bubbles bro. for your pass to the bathroom how I much think? are the bubble would... guns aren't they like 30 dollars <laughs> it's a little bit more than this yeah yeah that's insane so, you could buy two really nice pens. The cool thing about those pens is they'll probably go up over time, so it's an investment. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's just something else you could spend your twenty nine dollars on. That's how they get yep. you. But anyway, I think it's sad. Colby, did you drop this one or did you hop on board? You know what, man? This is kind of weird of me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on this just because if they're gonna offer it and it's gonna sell out, I can understand why it goes up. I'm not happy that it did, but at least they're offering Genie Plus. And giving us a way to have quote unquote fast passes. I know that fast passes are a thing of the past, but lightning lane, whatever you want to call it. Bring it back. I would love for them to bring it back. What I think they should do is if you have a if you have a really crowded day in the park, it's you need to spend the money on this as a fan, as a guest, because it's gonna make your day just a whole lot better. It sucks mm -hmm. that you have to pay twenty nine dollars or Usually, what is the regular price? 14 or 15 yeah, some, uh, 14 15 somewhere. It yeah. jumps depending on the day. It's just like passes. So That's a lot more manageable, 14 bucks a day. And I know you're well, only spending 20, 15 more bucks or whatever it is. But at the same time, I think that Disney should offer start offering something like this where, and maybe they have talked about this, and I'm sure they have thought about it, but if you're going to be there for seven days, they should offer a flat rate of like $100 or a flat rate of... That. A flat rate of $85 or something like that. Yep. Knowing Disney, they'll be like $89.99 or something like that. Yeah. To to where you can have it your whole vacation. You pay it one time. Also, you can pay it out way earlier so you're not really thinking about it. And yep. it's it would make the cost a lot. You'd, you'd get a value, but at the same time, yeah. Disney's getting the money they want. Every day. Yeah, yeah, it, it would have would. it sold out every day, which would be well, great. My favorite part about FastPass Plus, whenever it was a thing, was being able to book them ahead. And also, there was still the opportunity to get them the day of the park, too. But being able right. to book them months in advance made it made me feel like I was getting something with it. 
So if they yeah. offered some sort of thing with Genie Plus, I would be a big fan. Also, one more thing. If you're going to Epcot, I probably wouldn't buy Genie Plus, and I would just buy Guardians. Guardians. If you just want to ride Guardians, that's it's very worth it. It's very worth paying yeah, it, for it. It's yeah. also cool to get. So I did it. I had a buddy come down, and we bought Genie Plus, or we bought Guardians, and we got a boarding group. So we were able to do it twice in one day. Which is the, that's the only way you're able to do it twice in one day. That's if, awesome. I, if you rope drop it and then just buy Guardians, like you rope drop to or even like Frozen, whatever ride you like most, you can be done with the whole park by the The fact that you two. just said Frozen is the ride I still have to rope drop. <laughs> know, that Ugh, that's so gross, but yeah. Hey, I'm trying to cater to the age group. To, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> hey, we only have only 6% of our listeners are between the ages of 0 and 17. So I don't think we have to worry about that. <laughs> that too much so all the zero year olds out there yeah all the all the toddlers that are listening to this podcast alone away from their parents make sure you rope drop frozen ever after please moving on maribel and moana meet and greets announced for disney world moana will be meeting in animal kingdom starting april 22nd the 25th anniversary of disney's animal kingdom maribel will be meeting in magic kingdom this fall she'll be replacing where merida currently meets between Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. I'm a huge fan of Maribel and Moana getting meet and greets in Disney World. I do wish Moana's was going to be next to her attraction in Epcot. And I wish that Maribel was meeting somewhere and we weren't losing a character meet and greet in order to get Maribel. Like, I, I've only done the Merida meet and greet, like, twice. But now there's nowhere to meet her in any of the parks. So... I'm sad that we're losing that, but I am excited to see both these characters. The only reason it would have been a drop is because I wish that Moana was next to her attraction, and I do wish we were getting more for the 25th anniversary of Animal Kingdom than just this meet and greet of Moana. True. I do think that they will add things, but as of right now, it looks like that. I think their big thing in April is just Tron opening. I don't think they're going to do much more in April other than that. So That would make sense, too, and yeah. just because Tron has taken, what, six years? Yeah, but yeah. it's its sixth anniversary. You gotta get that. <laughs> the sixth anniversary. We should celebrate. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, definitely hop. Any anytime you have more character engagement, that's a good thing. Yeah, kids want to meet the characters. I've said before on the podcast, I'm not a huge fan of meeting the characters, but it's really cool. And also, Encanto is a really big movie right now. Moana was a great movie, so it just makes sense to have them. Have the meeting, and they should be meeting often. Maribel's already been meeting in Disneyland already. Disneyland gets all the really good characters first. Like they've got, they get, they've gotten Pete this past week, and first they had Maribel, and now we're getting Maribel. Maybe we'll get that new Pete meet and greet soon. The first yeah. time ever that Pete has ever interacted um, with guests. It's crazy. I'm hopping on board. Like Colby said, the more character engagement with the people there is always important. It makes a lot more memories. So now we're going to go ahead and hop on into the next story. It was something like that's similar to the Genie Plus story that we talked about earlier. Magic Kingdom is completely sold out for the opening of Tron on April 4th, 2023. And the return of Happily Ever After is also on that day. I think it's just a happy coincidence for most of the people, though. I think most people are going to be rushing to the Magic Kingdom to get to Tron. And even though Disney has announced that Tron is going to have a virtual queue, they're not going to be able to wait in line for Tron for hours and hours because it's only a virtual queue. Yeah, but the park sold out that day, which is absolutely absolutely bonkers it's a huge hot for me i love that this attraction is going to be getting as much love as possible on its first day of opening i mean let's be clear the wait's been six years already i think people are down to wait a little bit longer or at least i am so i'm not, not rushing to well. get there on opening day 
but I'm excited for the people who are going to get to experience this. Being there for an opening of an attraction is a great experience. So, huge hop. I mean, hey, it excites me that people are getting excited for something Disney, so hop. Yeah. Um, that's all honestly crazy. Like, I know that happens every now and then, like, where it's completely maxed out. Yeah. But I just want to be there for one of those days. Like, I bet that is crazy. It's a bonkers day. Yeah. It's nuts. I wonder what the I wonder if they're going to allow people to park hop because it is sold to capacity right now and not a lot of people are going to want to leave, especially yeah. since like the boarding groups, you get your second set of boarding groups at one, which is the time that people traditionally leave the park in order to go to other parks in order to park hop with this park reservation system. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what the vibe is of that day at Disney. I can't wait to watch the videos about it because I will not be there. Yeah, it sounds like an epic Disney day hopping on board. Nothing really else to say. It sounds awesome. I risk, I'm jealous. I wish I was going to be there. Unfortunately, I'm not. But <laughs> yeah, um, it's, we'll a, get there it sounds soon. like a gr- fantastic day. And now that we've kind of talked about all the Disney news that we are going to discuss on this week's episode of Hopper Drop, we're going to jump into what is still the newest segment of the Rope Droppers podcast with respect, refurbish, retheme. This is the part of the show where we go through each of the Disney World parks and talk about what we'd update, what we'd keep, and what we'd completely change. Today, we're going to be in my favorite park, personally, Hollywood Studios. Other than Pandora over in Animal Kingdom, it's had the most updates of any Disney park since it opened. But we're not going to be tackling the whole park because that would be a lot today. We are just going to be tackling Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard, and the area around Echo Lake. So basically just the front area, right? We're going to stop right before uh, the animation courtyard and not really going to touch Mickey and Minnie's, but we're going to touch everything else there. Without further ado, let's jump in to the Hollywood that never was, aka Hollywood Boulevard, with the very first and probably the most controversial thing about this park, for Colby at least, the Trolley Car Cafe, aka the Starbucks <laughs> on property for Hollywood Studios. What do you guys think? Do you respect? You got to refurb it. You got to retheme it. You're demolishing it and getting rid of it, filling it with concrete. What's the vibe for this? I'll start. I I love the theming of this park, just in general. I the Hollywood that never was. It's it's very magical. It feels exciting. The hustle and bustle. It feels like you're in New York City almost. It's just really fun. And I love the music outside. They have the jazzy kind of Disney tunes. It just sounds so great. The vibes are immaculate in this park. And so because of that, I really like the theming of Trolley Car Cafe. But I just really don't like that Starbucks came to Disney in general. I'm not a huge fan of it. But I do love the inside of this place. It looks really good. And it fits the theming really well. Yeah, it does. I really wish, this is what I wish that every park had a their own coffee shop that is specific to them i think that would be really cool and just replace the starbucks i know that will never happen at this point but that's what i would like just a themed hollywood studios coffee shop because i have no problem with coffee let me just say that i drink coffee every morning if i don't have it it's honestly a struggle for me to keep going i'm miserable but so coffee is not the issue i just don't like that starbucks came to disney just because it's just it's very like consumerism which i know that disney goes hand in hand with that Disney um, is so consumerism sh- too. Exactly. But I don't like that it's becoming more of that. Also, when you're going to Disney, you want a unique experience. There's nothing unique about Starbucks. Starbucks is everywhere. You can go in any city in America pretty much and find two to three Starbucks. Even at a bigger city, you're finding like 10, 15. So there's nothing. Yeah. If I'm paying 130 bucks to get in the park, I don't want to have something that I can have outside. Uh, I want something specific to the theme park. And so I would change it to a unique and different coffee shop yeah i just think that'd be cool 
I like the theming in it, but I never thought of what Colby said on terms of if each park had their own set coffee shop. That'd be cool. And I think it like they could have their own special drinks there. There's just a lot of upside with that. So I'm hopping on board what he said on that, even though it's not really hop or drop, but I just fully agree. Yeah, I have a couple of different thoughts. So Starbucks is my longest lasting employer. I love the Starbucks at Disney Springs, the reserve store that they have at Disney Springs. I absolutely love that. The one in Magic Kingdom, I hate. The one in Animal Kingdom, I don't like. The one in Epcot, I'm a kind of a fan of just because I like the new theming and the whole new area for it. But I don't like this one in Hollywood Studios. And here's my thing, though. Disney has their own coffee brand. They have Joffrey's. Joffrey sucks. <laughs> Joffrey is horrible. If Joffrey's was better, I would say completely get rid of Starbucks in the parks and put Joffrey's in here and do what you're saying and make it like feel like a, a local coffee shop. But why you can't have those local coffee shop vibes at Disney is because of how high volume these stores are. These stores serve sense. these stores serve thousands, if not tens of thousands of customers on their busy hours. Like they serve a lot of people. And those poor baristas back there are having to make these super complicated Starbucks orders, but it's making Disney money. And that is why. And I think of the partnerships that Disney has made, I think Starbucks makes sense. And I think that McDonald's made a lot of sense too. I'm not a fan of Starbucks being in the parks, but at the same time, I understand why it's a necessary evil, which is why I am going to respect it. I wish there was something else here, but I am ultimately going to respect that Starbucks is in Disney. So we're not fans of Charlie Car Cafe, but ultimately it's there to stay. So let's go ahead and jump on in to something that I actually am a fan of. I think this is an excellent place to eat. I really like the theming of the Hollywood Brown Derby. The inspiration for this restaurant is really cool. So what do you guys think? I'm a huge fan. Hollywood Brown Derby is a top 10 restaurant and in my rankings, it's nice. delicious. Also, the theming is just great. I respect it. It's just a really great restaurant. It's a classic feeling. Theming is yeah. wonderful. Food is good. The Cobb salad is really good. Also, you can have lunch with an Imagineer here, which is pretty cool. At some point, I do want to do that. But I have not yep. done that yet. That would be cool. I'm respecting it also. I've honestly been there probably once, maybe twice. And I think the last time I went was like eighth grade. So it's been a long time for me. So I'm respecting it. But we're going to jump into Sunset Boulevard. We don't really talk about shops here. So we're going to touch on this little bit of a, a fruit stand style thing with Anaheim Produce. You can get pretzels here. You can get, you can get quote unquote, fresh Disney fruit. It's not like the most fresh thing, but it's very fresh for a, a theme park. Yeah, Anaheim Produce. I love the name because the Anaheim's obviously where Disneyland is. And Disneyland took place at an Orange Grove. So like the theming behind it has a little bit of an Easter egg there for you. So what do you guys think? I've never been. Like It's just a fruit stand. So. Yeah. And I guess that's why I just kind of look at it. I know I look at it every time. And I'm like, oh, that yeah. kind of looks neat. Yeah, you usually you probably like, look at it, and then there's a pin store right next to it. And you're like, oh, let me just. That's what it is. <laughs> I have a mystery box. And it makes me yep. mad because there's anything good in it. Yep. But... It's those. It's that really bad mystery box where they have the 1 through 25. That's yeah, what it is, yeah. And you have to pull yeah. it. I hate those so much. Ugh. Me too. Because they literally stink. Yeah, I like Anaheim Produce. I didn't know that about the theming of its roots with California. I think that's really cool. I yeah. like that. I'm not really looking to eat fruit while I'm at Disney. That's not to say that people don't, because I'm sure they make money there and they people want. Let so. me tell you, some of that quote unquote fresh cut watermelon they got there, really good. Yeah, different on those summer days. I think it's cool. I probably wouldn't change anything about it. Respect. That's fair. Respects all around. I like that. 
I like that. Let's jump into something that I don't know if we're going to disagree on or not. It is the first attraction slash show we're talking about on this episode of The Rope Droppers with Beauty and the Beast live on stage. This is Disney's longest running stage show that they've had in the parks. What do you guys think? It's longest running for a reason. I respect it. Wow. People love that. I know y'all are going to disagree. I know. And I figured y'all would, which is why I'm going to be a little strong about this. But I think people love Belle, and I think she needs more of a park presence. Really? Not, so she I'm doesn't have enough in magic? I'm not saying it, it, that's what I was going to do. Let me finish. But, um, okay, okay, yeah, I'll think, let you get there. Yeah, I think the show's good. I know as a kid, I used to love it. And it just, like, is a good spot to relax. It's a good spot to just hang out and see just a quick but fun show. So I think it's great for families. Now, as I'm older, I'm not going to go see it. And... That's why I'm not going to sit here and be like, okay, we got to change it because it needs to fit to me. Uh, Are you mocking us? No, you're you're mocking me because that's what I'm about to say. Okay. Yeah. No, I strongly disagree with Landon on this one. I would absolutely love, not to say that Belle doesn't deserve her place in the parks, but I think she's got a lot going on in Magic Kingdom. And I would love to see a character that, that doesn't have any love come to this area of the park. That's why of my Sunset Boulevard expansion that I'm going to be proposing, I am retheming this to Rogers the Musical, the show from Hawkeye that takes place in the, the MCU. They're having a whole production of it in Disneyland in the Hyperion Theater. I would love to see it come here to Disney World, and I think it would fit really well into this area of the park. Yeah, I definitely... And refurbing, retheming, whatever you want to say. I don't have any care for this. I've seen this show probably like 20 times. It's fine. It's fun. I do like Beating the Beast. I like the Theater of the Stars. I think that's such a cool name, the theater they do it in. All good things must come to an end. Mm-hmm. I think that it's time to end this. For example, in Disneyland, they have gone through, they went through Aladdin, they went to Frozen, and then they also, they're now they're going to the Rogers. And I don't know why, but Beating the Beast has just had such a long standing run and probably shouldn't have they probably should have changed it i would have really liked for them to do and what i think they should do is that it, whatever new movies coming out they should just have that stage show for like a year or two and just keep on pumping them out and do a different yeah. one i think that was i don't know if that was originally the vision i could i imagine that it might have been because they made this show right but i would change it now i do remember that they had a they're a really awesome acapella group before. Do you remember them? Four Four Dollar. I think so. Yeah. They were they went hard. I want to see Four Four Dollar again. I don't know if they're still around or whatever. I mean, this is like in the mid two thousands. <laughs> they were so gifted. I would love to see a like that type of thing before come back. But yeah, I'm definitely changing this. Bring in a new character. Bring in literally bring in Tangled. Bring in any of them. Moana. Any like of I don't them. care. I don't yeah. care. I really don't. Just bring in something new. I don't think that's a bad one of poor Landon over there with his opinion that it doesn't need to change. Yes, goodness. (laughs) Change everything in Disney. (laughs) Hey, I kept the Anaheim produce. Yeah, I'm not touching some of your other favorite things. Now that we talked about one controversial thing for this podcast, let's jump onto something that we're probably all going to agree on. I think that... Catalina Eddie's and Rosie's All-American Cafe are pretty atrocious quick service restaurants. They offer just really basic theme park foods at these two. I could not be more passionate about the refurb that I am going to do to these. Landon, what do you think of Catalina Eddie's and Rosie's All-American Cafe? So 
when I hear this, it makes me think of the All-American Cafe at Six Flags. It just, it has very similar food. It's just like bland. Think of like theme park. I definitely would change it. I'm not sure what I would change it to yet. I think it needs to be something in that maybe food category. Yeah. But it definitely just needs to be better in general. Honestly, I would love to see, we talk about it a lot, but Disney to really refine the menu at this place. So refurb the menu, even change the theming. Like I... I like what Sunset is right now. I think that Catalina Eddie's and Rosie's All-American Cafe kind of fits. But even on, what do you call it? Even on my Disney experience, they lump them together. They don't separate them. Like, they're like, oh, these are the same restaurants, basically. So I would love, I would absolutely love, I'm sure there's people out there who disagree with me, but for them to just redo the menu on these and to just make them the same restaurant, a super high volume, like nicely themed Sunset restaurant. They have a great seating area. But it, 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 these places are just Americana, right? They're yeah, not, there's nothing special. It's like right. very traditional theme park food. If that's the route you want to go, make this place awesome. Like make this place have the best theming ever and really go into that sunset theming. That's what I would like to see. But I really wouldn't change much. I agree with you on the menu. It could be better, but I can always, I feel like I can always say that. I can't think of one time where I've ate at either of these places because... If I'm eating in this park, I'm either going to ABC Commissary or honestly, I'm jumping on the Skyliner and I'm going to a resort and yeah. eating somewhere better. I don't know. Pizza Rizzo is kind of kind of smacks <laughs> at this park. All yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Bring back the arcade games. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Landon, Pizza I thought you said sick. you were too old for things like that at Disney. What is that, Mr. Change Everything? Oh. It's a great idea. Gambling, gambling in Hollywood studios. I would genuinely put it next to the Brown Derby, make it like a little casino area. I would love that. Take away Animation Plaza. It would fit the theming. It would fit really well. But we mentioned before, like putting like In and Out over here and Canes. Dude, In and Out would be, actually be perfect here. I think In and Out would be really cool. Even if Disney just stole the In and Out. <laughs> in and out style and just put it there please just do yeah, something exactly. anyways I, I think that we've talked about two of the restaurants luckily for us all the restaurants here on sunset boulevard are back to back so now we're going to move on to fairfax fair which is a place where you can get hot dogs on sunset and then hollywood scoops which is the, a really good place to get ice cream honestly yes. it's, it's super duper fun i don't have since i trashed the last two i really don't have a lot to say about these two i like fairfax fair i wish that they there were more places to get corn dog nuggets on property and I wish that they served them here. It would just make sense. But I really don't. I don't mind these two. So I'd refer it to Baskin Robbins. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I, I respect this. No. I love this place. How can you hate on ice cream? <laughs> like ice cream's so good. They do a great job here. So definitely respect Hollywood Scoops. The name itself is awesome. Just yeah. Hollywood yeah. Scoops. Like you are on Sunset Boulevard. They 10 out of 10 name. And it's cool how you can get a scoop of ice cream and then look up and there's the Hollywood Tower Hotel. It's just really yeah. cool. One of the best themed yeah. things in Disney. So definitely the vibes there are great. Also, you can go take it in Phantasmic if you want, etc. It's, it's have, just great. I don't think there's a lot to say about it. I do have a lot to say about Phantasmic, actually. I think we're all going to agree that this just needs to be demolished and filled with concrete. 
Oh, and just complete, no. And completely. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. And, uh, yeah, there we go. Now, and now we're getting canceled. No, but Fantasmic is the next thing we are covering. It's a nighttime spectacular where Nikki takes on the Disney villains and steps foot into his own dreams. It's one of my favorite shows on property. I have not seen it since it reopened post-COVID, and I haven't watched videos about it, so I don't know what the updated show is like. I'm really trying to make sure it doesn't get spoiled for me. But I love Fantasmic so much. It holds such a special place in my heart. Of the shows that have been running for a long time, this is one of those that I am very happy that it stayed. How deep is the water again? 18 inches. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'm respecting it. It's Fantasmic. How are you going to hate that? I haven't seen it when it came back, but I'm excited to do that next time. Nothing but respect for Fantasmic. This show, when I think about Disney, when I think about my childhood and like the things that I really held near and dear in my heart, this is one of those things, and things could change about it. The Pocahontas scene is a little weird, but yeah. I haven't seen the new show, and I've heard nothing but great reviews on it from people, and so I'm really eager to see it. I know I'm going to love it. <laughs> I just know I am. I Just the way they pull everything together, Mickey's like, this is my dream. It's just so epic. It's so exciting. Mm -hmm. I love the boat at the end. I also like how you see Mickey in like so many different costumes. I think that's kind of cool, like Mickey through the years. It's just a great show. I Cannot wait to see it. And I am also avoiding all spoilers. Like, I have not watched any video or anything because I want to experience it myself and make my own opinion on it. I'm very happy that we're all on the same page for this one. I don't know how you wouldn't be, honestly. If you're not a fan of Fantasmic, you're not a Disney fan. So Probably true. Yeah. You said it best. All righty. So now we're going to go on to what is one of my favorite attractions in Disney World with the Hollywood Tower of Terror. I love the theming for this one. I love the pre-show. I love the drops, the thrill. It's so exciting for me, which is actually why I'm going to retheme it, to be honest. I'm, it is one of my favorite attractions, but of the things that I think are going to go soon at Hollywood, I would like to get my two cents in as far as this goes. I would love for Tower of Terror to stay. I would love for it to. If it ends up staying forever, I would love to be wrong about this. But I do think at some point we are going to get the galaxy over here in Hollywood Studios. I think it's likely, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm not disappointed. My The only thing I want to say, if I'm going to retheme it and it's going to get rethemed to this, I don't want it to be a copy and paste ride from Guardians of the Galaxy in Disneyland. I would love for them to do it, call it a different mission. The one is Mission Breakout, and then we have Cosmic Rewind. So I would love to see them completely change the property and make it into something new like that. If it's going to stay, I have so much respect for this attraction, but if it's going to go, I would love for them just do it justice. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I'm in the respect boat on this one. It's just, it's Tower of Terror. It's iconic. We all yep. know it. We all love it. There's so many great details inside of it, just with how everything is. I just can't say enough about it. It's one of my favorite attractions, so I'm respecting keeping it. I'm actually yeah. going to respect it as well. The one thing I would say to change about it is... Make it longer, make it, make the drops longer every time. I sometimes like how it's random, but also I just want to drop as far as I can. I want to be as most thrilling as possible. That uh, make it go upside down. I'm kidding. And I'll say this, I don't care about the Twilight Zone. Like I don't, it has nothing to do with Disney at all. Yeah. So if they want to retheme it, that's fine with me, but it needs to fit in the sunset theming. That's the only thing I really care about. But I'm, of the things that we're going to talk about today, this is not something that is that controversial. I don't think Tower of Terror is going anyway. We all respect it. My th only thing is that if it's going to go somewhere, I would just like it not to be a drag and drop ride. And that's yeah. it. Let's go ahead and jump on in to something that I think we've all decided to retheme, right? With Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. 
thing's got to go i and it's gonna go at some point we're not gonna really talk about it that in detail we've hit it a lot i would love to see harry styles come here but that's not what i'm changing it to so colby what do you want to replace aerosmith with something timeless 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 that's what i want yeah it can be powerline and goofy goofy is a fab five character he's never going away he's always going to be relevant no matter what that is just that's a non-negotiable truth that can't be argued goofy will always be timeless so yep. have something like that. That's what I would like to see. A Powerline concert. Goofy movie is gaining more relevance, whatever, but that's what I would like to see. I totally agree with Cole. I don't think they need to put another band there, like an Aerosmith type mm -hmm. deal. If they take Aerosmith out, don't put like Queen, don't put anyone like that. It needs to be timeless, something that's not going to go away or not going to have controversy in the news type deal. Now, with this being said, Colby's not going to like this. I'll be fine with Powerline. I'm not saying this, but I just think as the Disney like brand as a whole. I think that bringing Powerline in there may word this correctly. I think when you people be come, they're not going to know what it's about. And I get you're saying goofy movies gain in relevance. And I think that's more from the Disney crowd, but from the people as a whole that are coming that may not be diehard Disney fans. I think when they ride Powerline, they're not going to be like, Oh yeah, that's from that movie. They're going to be like, what's that? But I guess that then in your defense, you could say, Okay, when that brings people to watch the movie. So I'm kind of on both sides with you. Like, I definitely could see why Powerline, and I understand it completely. But I also want it to be something that's timeless. And I know that fits in that category. I love the idea of Powerline coming here. I'm going to hit on Landon's point a little bit. I think that as far as, like, relevancy to the Disney parks of, do people watch that movie? I think that, like, Dumbo, a lot of people, we put a poll up on our episode asking if people like Dumbo. The Flying Elephants, I, that yeah. movie came out so long ago, and 87% of people said, yes, they like that ride. And that's something that has not a lot of people watch that movie. Y'all um, are brainwashed. And, <laughs> but I also think with something like Rock and Roller Coaster, Aerosmith, honestly, like, I know what Aerosmith is because of Rock and Roller Coaster. But it's not a band that, like, my family listened to growing up. It's just not something we did. So I think that what's important when it comes to this retheme would be the pre-show. I think you could set it up really well where you're in Max's room and he's explaining it to you and he's, we got to go. We're heading cross country for the Powerline concert and my dad has no idea. And then Goofy walks in and he's like, let's go, Max. Let's go on our family road trip, whatever. Great he, impression. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's up there with Colby's. But he walks in and you could, if the pre-show is elite, is such a good pre-show and explains yeah. it because that's the job of the pre-show. It makes it so much better and it makes the ride. That's what informs people of what it is. That being said, I think that you could retheme this to cars and it'd be really cool. You could retheme this to like a life as a highway style attraction and have Lightning McQueen and the gang of cardboard cutouts of them throughout the ride and make it to where they're racing the piston cup, like something along those lines. And it would fit really well too, just because there's the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy right next door. That's the only reason I yeah. think that would be there. So I don't know. I'm not super tied down to anything. I yeah. would just would love for them to use intellectual property here because people don't age well. I agree. That's my stance. I do think they've done a great job with like implementing Max in the park, by putting him at Tower of Terror. Yeah. Got a great picture of Colby there. Yeah. yeah, yeah go check it on, on on Colby's Trades Pants. Yeah. It's up there now. Yeah. There's the so we are all kind of in the same but different boats as far as Rock and Roller Coaster goes. Now we're going to go ahead and move on to one of the newer, another new addition that kind of is like a quieter new addition to Hollywood Studios because it's not for everyone. The Lightning McQueen Racing Academy, where it has like a super advanced uh, Lightning McQueen animatronic. 
And honestly, I am I respect the heck out of this. I think it's super duper cool. I don't love the placement of where it's at in the parks, but the first time I did it with Colby and it was just such a cool experience. Like I expected to be trash. And you go in, he's like doing a racing simulator and it was just a cool experience. And I imagine for a little kid who likes Lightning McQueen, it's so cool. Like it's one of yeah. the coolest experiences they can have. So I absolutely respect it. You sold me on that last line. This is a good kid thing. I was trying to think. Yeah. My initial reaction is, oh, I don't like this. But think just thinking about it as a whole, I think kids love stuff like this, which is probably why, honestly, I was going to say earlier that I didn't like it, was because I think Cars needs a bigger presence, I guess, in Hollywood Studios, in my opinion. Yeah. Because, like, California, they get, like, the whole land. Like, it looks so cool, which I've never been to, sadly. But one day. Okay, we well, need to fix that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So your idea with the rock and roller coaster like that just was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, this obviously is for little kids. Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. I got to respect it. This is not for me. This is not for us. But I remember I enjoyed the show just because of watching all the kids get into it. It was fun. And then the animatronic is great. There was also a really great cast member. I don't know if you remember that, but he was an amazing performer and just going along with the show. He had great energy. He made the show a lot better, in my opinion. His name was Franklin. Shout out to you, Franklin. But yeah, I really like, I like the show for what it is. It's in a weird spot. I do agree. It could probably move. It just in general, but it could probably be in a better place. But for now, it's good. I agree with Landon that I would love to Cars to get some more love in the theme parks. But we're going to go ahead and head on out of Sunset Boulevard and head on in to the area surrounding Echo Lake. This is basically just a lot of restaurants. And we're going to start off with a pretty good classic, a character dining meal with Hollywood and Vine. It's a great place to have. It's really meant more for kids because it's where you like have lunch and breakfast with the Disney Junior characters. But it's a buffet style, American style buffet. I respect this one. Did you mean Hollywood and Vine or Hollywood and Slime? Because this place stinks. I, oh, I really hate Nickelodeon. <laughs> this place is horrible. They're, the food is really bad. Mini and yeah. Disney Junior characters is great for the kids. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. But the food is just really subpar. I didn't like it. I probably wouldn't yeah. go back. You're paying, what I is no it? Opinion. I think you're paying $64 per person for a character. Because you get the character meet and greet as well. Yeah. And so the food here just was really not good. And yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. So. I do think the next one we're talking about, though, isn't that bad. Landon has no opinion, so let's go ahead and jump on in to 50's Primetime Cafe, which I really like. It's the restaurant where you're, like, sitting in a dining room. They have really good chicken fried steak here, and the cast members get to be a little bit snarky to you. So I respect the heck out of 50's Primetime Cafe. I like I 50's Primetime. I've, I've only ate here once, and... I had a good time. It was fun. I was probably like 12. <laughs> like it was, yeah. it was a while ago, yeah. but I did enjoy it. It's making me hungry thinking about it. It's around lunchtime when we're recording. I'm really hungry. So thinking about like the chicken fried steak, it's yeah. going to make my mouth water a little bit. Yeah. It's cool. I think it's cool that you can get this type of food in Disney where there's not a lot of places you can get like home style, like home cooking. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's unique and I respect it. Yeah, I respect it too. I think it definitely fits the Hollywood Studios vibes. Just like the old Hollywood type thing. The food's not bad. But yeah, respect. Alrighty, we're kind of chugging along through these. So let's go ahead and hop on into another quick service restaurant with a Dockside Diner. <laughs> not good. I don't like this place yeah. at all. So it's, it's basically, it just has... It's another hot dog stand, honestly, which we already had with Fairfax, so I could live without it. I could, too. It doesn't get attention for a reason. It's because it's trash, so. Oh, yeah. 
man. I mean, Landon comes out of the woodworks with these insults. I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Who has been like, who wants to go to Dockside to eat? I've never heard. I've never been to Dockside Diner, not once. Yeah, it's. So, I like the theming. The the boat that sits on Echo Lake is pretty cool. I mean, that the idea of it sounds good to me, but yeah. I just have never been there. And there's not a lot to say about it. No, we don't like it. So let's jump into something that I really like. We have Indiana Jones stunt show spectacular. I like this personally. I would rather see Indiana Jones have a more real estate in the theme parks. So I wouldn't exactly take this away. I might retheme it and make it like a whole attraction over here because it does take up a significant amount of room. But I ultimately, I respect this because it's a great opportunity for stunt workers to get work in Hollywood studios. And I don't know where else they would be able to do that in Disney World. Yeah, I love Indiana Jones with the new movie coming out. I'm like so excited for that. Yeah, I agree with you. It doesn't get enough love on this side. We need an attraction, not just this. So if that means taking the show out and putting an attraction there, I'm all for it. But I do love Indiana Jones. Yeah, I want to see this change. I've always liked this. (laughs) I think it's great, but... Glenn touched on it. There's a it's taking up a ton of space. Yeah. And so the ride in Disneyland is just a it's dinosaur, but it's I'm not exaggerating when I say like 75, maybe yeah. 100 times better. It's really not close. Yeah. It's just not close. Dinosaur Loki trash, sorry, but in that Indiana Jones, what is it called? I can uh, I can, what the one in Disneyland? Yeah. Temple of the Forbidden Eye or something like that? Yeah. It is awesome like literally the things that happen in the big room are so awesome i literally i want to ride that ride every single time i go to disneyland like 10 times because it's that immersive it's that awesome um i can't overstate how much better than this than that than dinosaur it's literally not close like it, it they're on two different planets yep so i would love to see that and that ride was made a long time ago so bring something like that over to this area because it's a lot of space. I wouldn't want to see a drag and drop necessarily, but something similar enough to where they're changing it enough to where it's different, but also still an amazing, incredible experience. Would That's what I would see like to see. Style ride? Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with it. But also, I think it really works. I'm yeah. just saying we have new technology now to where you could make it even better. Yeah, because it breaks down a lot in California, and I think they could easily fix those problems if they just started basically from scratch with it. Yeah. I just don't like dinosaur, bro. I, every time I think about it, I'm just like, eh, I the pre-show is cool. I'd love to put an Indiana Jones land where Dino USA is. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah that would fit. Yeah. I think it'd be really, I think it'd be sick of the, uh, that's one of my proposed lands for Disney. If you're listening, Bob Iger, hit me up, please. This is a Bob uh, Iger call to action. <laughs> <laughs> Slide into Glenn's DMS, please. But, uh, no, I agree. I would, I don't know necessarily about putting a drag and drop version of like the same style of ride in Hollywood studios. I would just rather them get rid of dinosaur and put in the Indiana Jones right over there. I think there's a lot of room back there. I think you could make that whole area so cool if you decided to make it Indiana Jones, but yeah, I don't disagree with you as far as that goes. I think it needs to be rethemed, redone. I respect the show for what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's a great I show. A, I mean, it's, yeah, there's it's a fun. huge it's footprint a of show. Hollywood Studios, though. There's the we're not talking about it today, but Backlot Express over there, the quick service restaurant. That could be you could completely go from Backlot Express all the way over and make like a mini land for Indiana Jones right there at the front of Hollywood Studios because 
Yeah, if they want you to step into the movies, they could do it really well with that section of land right there. Just make it like really cool Lucasfilm-like side of the park. I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say about it other than I don't want the show to go anywhere but I would love to see Indiana Jones get more. So that's going to be the end of this week's episode of Refresh, Refurbish, Retheme. We're kind of trying to do a little bit shorter. It didn't feel that much shorter, but I do do think that everything we said was valid. So I'm super happy with this. Let's go ahead and move on in to this week's section, a.k.a. the draft. I'm excited for this draft. And I, I want too. to announce this. Drum roll, everybody. For the first time <laughs> in Rope Dropper's history... The man let's go. Colby Ewert has won. He's broken the curse. Colby let's go. The curse is lifted. Man, it only took him seven episodes to win a draft. It's, it's... Colby told me he bought boats. Could you believe yeah, that? He, I oh believe my gosh. Stop. If you want to vote for Colby, comment your Venmo on the next story oh and I'll send it over to him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, but me and Landon tied it up perfectly with 17 votes each, and Colby brought in a record breaking for him. 22 votes oh my gosh those 22 people i love them yeah i love them congratulations yeah. colby yeah it is crazy <laughs> it is crazy because your first pick was huey dewey and louie which are Man, pretty good pro- come on they're, they're good properties but you know uh, uh, you could have picked them fourth and you that's what i got i go with my heart that's my good. draft is always authentic that I, is one thing you can say today always. today we're it's going to be more of a fun one there's not it's super interesting it's not like ip that we want to come to the parks landon what are we drafting this week this week we are drafting the most iconic smells in Walt Disney World. I'm excited about this one. I think it's a cool concept, and it's really just what hits the Wii U with the most nostalgia. Uh, Let's go. We all know that the first pick is going to be Speedway. Yeah, so this week it's going to go. Since Colby won, Colby gets to go last. Finally. So it goes Landon, Glenn, Colby, and that's the order we're drafting in. So without further ado, Landon, what is your first round pick for the most iconic smell in Walt Disney World? Bum, bum, it's bum. when you smell when you walk in. I'm going with the Main Street Confectionery. Well, I guess I got to go next, which is kind of unfortunate. I'm going to go with something that's real near and dear to my heart, the smell of Pirates of the Caribbean. That is, that's nice. what I'm good picking. Good uh, it is my, it, it's yeah. such a nostalgic smell. I don't know if it's the chlorine that they put in the water. It's a nostalgic smell for me. All right. My favorite smell in Walt Disney World, probably, is just when you walk in on Main Street and you smell that popcorn. It's just the it's just the most amazing feeling because you you're in Disney like you're walking mm, yeah. in and there's the popcorn cart and it's just that fresh it's just an iconic smell it really takes me to takes me back to when I was a kid just my mom also loves popcorn <laughs> so we always get popcorn at I'm eating that, popcorn I, right now I guarantee that this would be her <laughs> first pick as well it's a good one so. That's my first pick. Great pick. All right. that Those were two that I was planning on picking next, but I assume neither one of them was going to be there. Moving on for my pick. Um, you must have a really long list then because... <laughs> I'm, I don't, which I'm going to start panicking at the end. Are we drafting three? We're three, drafting four. Three. Oh, oh four. God. No. Oh, gosh. Yeah, oh, four. No. We have four, enough to do. The, There's so many smells. There, there are so many. And I, I have a couple of ones that I have sitting on the back burner that I'm going to pull out if I need to. I'm going to take Mickey's Fill Our Magic. Okay. This is one Interesting. That I know it's going to be like, oh, what specifically? Back? Yeah, what in it? Is it the pie? gray stuff or is it, oh, the pie? Okay. Okay. Philharmonic pie. That's, I like that's it. That's good. Or, or is someone else going to draft a different thing in Philharmonic? <laughs> yeah. It's potential. There's potential. 
Oh, I was drafting the whole thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the Landon's next three picks. So I don't know what you're. Anyway, yeah, I think that's a good one. I'm gonna go ahead and move on to the smell of the Polynesian. Ooh, Polynesian nice. lobby is up there for it's such a wave of nostalgia every time, and the theming and just Absolutely. the immersion you feel yeah. when you walk in. So the smell of the Polynesian's mine. Yeah, that my was actually round. my that was my next pick. I, I, sure. I figured it was coming up quick, so I needed <laughs> to take it. It was either I was either gonna take that or a popcorn on Main Street first, so it was a yeah. tough decision. Yeah, you would have won with popcorn on Main Street and Polly for your first two picks. But the next Again, one I really picks. like. So the Magic Candle Company—they don't sponsor us, but they may in the future. I have no idea. But the Magic Candle Company is great, and they have the Banshee Flight yeah. smell, and that's probably list. I still burn that like all the time. I haven't made an order, order recently. But yeah, yeah, it's great. I just love that. It's a great smell as soon as you walk in and you it's really in that one area specifically that you're getting scanned and then you walk in and you, I can't exactly remember the area it really hits you. But on the ride, it's just it really brings into the immersion of the ride. So I love yeah. that smell. That's really cool. No, it's a good that's, one. I'm going with Haunted Mansion for my pick. I think Magic Candle Company also makes a scent for this one, but I like it. It's another iconic smell. Disney has so many iconic smells, so. I think that's going to be used a lot, but All right. there we go. All right. I'm going to take a uh, uh, Soren. I'm going to take the smells of Soren yeah, for my next. Pick. That's a good one. I really, I love the way it smells in there. Big fan of it. That orange smell is really orange, nice. It's iconic. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it, it's up there with flight of passage for me. It makes me think about Disney world. Like, I don't know how yeah. to explain it. Like just when I'm there, that, that iconic smell. Like I remember riding that ride for the first time and and just thinking, okay, this is the best ride ever. It made such, it made the best impression on my family, actually. It was really cool. The next pick, for my next pick, this is like a go with me here. It's kind of hard to explain. Oh, no. But, yeah. it And, like, people may not get it. Disney has a certain smell when there's, like, water, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Are you drafting the overall water? Of Disney? <laughs> Not yeah. overall water, but just the air that when you're walking down a, a way, I guess the just the way the water on the concrete, I don't know how to explain it. I don't, it's just so to go with of, me. Say the rain smell for like in Disney. Is that what you yeah, mean? I think like the smell think of the rain. Rains, yeah, the rain smell. It rains every day in Disney. And I just yeah. love that overall smell. Okay. Uh, I'll cut it to where you just say the rain smell. Because yes, I was lost. I'm lost too. But the rain smell <laughs> is just so nice. So I'm going to go with that. Oh, goodness. The rain smell. That is a good one. Landon, what are you taking for your fourth round pick? I don't know. I, want, I wanted to take something like Splash Mountain. But obviously it's gone now because I have a candle with that. But I'm going to go with a oh, wow. Riding, okay. Like on a Spaceship Earth. I'll just start a Yeah, that's a good backyard. one. It's basically just the smell of charcoal. It's pretty Ooh, it's good. But, you know. Shots fired out here. I mean, I'm probably going to get flamed for the one I'm about to pick. It's not a big okay. deal. I'm going to take something that, another one that holds a lot of nostalgia for me. It's one of Landon's least favorite rides. But the smell of living with the land is one of my favorite smells in Disney World. That's up Man, there. You're like soaring living with the land. You just want the land pavilion. I, I think I'm going to take the smell of a Florida. For... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a certain rain smell. I don't know how to explain it. But it yeah, rains no, every day. I don't know. It's a horrible pick, honestly. But we're going with it. Yeah, the next... My last pick, the Yacht and Beach Club, like they just have a really great smell in there. I don't know what they're pumping in there. I have no idea, but it just, it really does smell like you're at the beach. So it's my go-to Yacht Club. It's it's either or, like they're both, they both kind of smell the same. So the Yacht and Beach Club. Let's draft another. 
and just like see how far we can go. Hey, I'm down to do an honorable mentions round, but I think the fourth round is where we should stop the draft. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. And- Landon, you got an honorable mention? Or did you not? Did you just want to keep on going for giggles? I mean, Colby already drafted I'm not, I'm Rain. I can't believe I drafted Rain. The other thing I was thinking of is like churros. Like churros smell really good. Oh, you could have picked. The Grand Floridian has a great smelling lobby too. So They do. They do. And yeah, I almost picked them. But I hate how stuffy it is in there. So and yeah, I'm just well, I probably would have picked it before rain, but I do get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little stuffy. We're forgetting like, Walt front porch. Oh yeah. No, you picked yeah, because you we picked all had ex- <laughs> <laughs> We've all had experience smelling Walt's office or Walt's front yeah. porch. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. I know I picked rain and it doesn't make sense, but if you just have to go with me after it rains, it just smells really good in Disney. I don't know what it is. But yeah. I love the smell. It's yeah. a good one. Hey, overall, I re- this draft was really fun. I can honestly tell you, I don't know who's going to win, but I imagine the losing streak's going to come back. Dude, I don't think it's going to be me. <laughs> they're going to see. They're going to see Rain and just be like, "What is he talking yeah, about?" I, I, I don't. I, I don't even know how to word that in the in in the poll on just Instagram. Do, just do smell <laughs> after it rains. Smell, smell after, after it rains. rains. The smell of concrete. A uh, smell of wet concrete in Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> that smells good. Uh, uh, all right okay anyway right, let's move on so the next thing is the trivia showdown i think we all got it i got it wrong last week glenn got it right yeah uh, and then landon got it right so i'm not doing well this uh, is my yeah, comeback. we're not really keeping score on this one this one's more just for fun yeah uh, just for fun but uh, we're gonna tre- test each other's disney trivia knowledge i'm gonna start off with the first one gotcha and excited so we talked about phantasmic today Oh. What is the place where the show is held? What is the sh- what is it called? What's the name of the theater? Yep. I know it's isn't it like an iconic name? A little bit. All right, ten seconds. Just keep. I'm throwing the towel. In. Is it Hollywood Hills Amp- Amphitheater or something? I know That's correct. You literally got it. Hollywood there Hills Amphitheater. Let's go, Landon. You go okay. ahead and go next. I wrote this one down last time, and I was kind of split between the last one I did and this one. So I'll do it this time. How long did it take to build Big Thunder Mountain? From the idea planning to it opening. I mean, this is insane. I have no idea. Uh, How long did it take to build Noah's Ark? You could ask uh, me. That. Is it like six years? Like- it's a long. It's a long time. It's like six years. I remember <laughs> longer than it. six years. I read this in high school, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I'll go nine years. Just a dumb guess. Glenn, do you have a guess? I already guessed six years. Is it longer than nine okay. years? It is. What? How, 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 <laughs> how long is it? It took ten years of planning and eighteen months of construction. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Yeah, we, I know that. Well, they probably didn't announce that they were <laughs> they were building this yeah. attraction before they yeah. before they did. Okay, I have a super thing question that was another one of those I read a long time ago. So. You know how there are a whole bunch of those handprints around Hollywood Studios from whenever the park first opened. They had like a yes. big dedication ceremony uh, yes. where actors and actresses came from around the world and put their handprints in. So there's actually a unique set of handprints that is here and not at like the Chinese theater. It's from an actress. I'll give you that hint. She has handprints at Hollywood Studios. Who Wait. is the actress? She only, I think I, I heard about this. She's like, a, she's not, it's not Marilyn Monroe. It's no, it's, it's someone her. super, it's super like a super yeah. famous person. Hep, uh, Hepburn, Hepburn. Um, what's the whole name? Audrey. Yes, Audrey Hepburn. That's it. Okay. I mean, right. I guess both of you get it. Yeah, it's Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. <laughs> I threw the L. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm looking. Let's yeah. go. 
Okay, so both of you get that one. Audrey, even though Colby took the more difficult part of that question. <laughs> yeah, Audrey Hepburn is the only actress who has who has handprints in Hollywood studios and not in front of the Chinese theater. That was really fun. I yeah, love great episode. I, yeah. I, this was a really good one. That's been this episode of the Rope Droppers Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate all the support. You can check us out at the Rope Droppers Podcast on Instagram. And that's also where you'll be able to find Colby, Landon, and my own Instagram in the bio there. Or you could just basically click the link down in the description and it's all there too. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next Monday. And my name's Glenn. I'm Landon. And I'm Colby. And this has been the Rope Droppers Podcast. Mm-hmm.